the reason I love this relationship so much and why it's my number five favorite relationship is she's this evil, horrible character. Mad Mardigan is this like rogue swordsman and you can feel the electricity between the two of them. She tells her mom basically to piss off. She joins the rebellion, a name I choose to use because of George Lucas's involvement <laughs> in this movie. And you have what I would argue is one of the most beautiful relationships. I'd like to think they raised Delora Dannon to be a wonderful princess or queen. And that's where we're going to pick up with uh, Willow 2.0 as it comes out. Okay. By the end, you had me. Just you, you It's went, like a while to get there. Yeah. This is my fifth strongest, but for my favorite. This is one of my favorite couples. I love the two of them together. You took you, the scenic route. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm done. Move on to yours. What is your number five pick? You better have a banger at number five. I do. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky Four, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. Max, do you like money? I love money. Mr. Krabs over here. Do you like making money? Yes. Do you like saving money? I mean, what is this? The <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> the point is, ladies and gentlemen, is greed, for a lack of a better word, is good. You like that? I do. We'll throw back to Wall Street for you. The mortgage process can be confusing and the slightest mistake can saddle you with 30 years worth of overpayments. Sonic Loans is here to help you save money, even you, Max. New home, refi, 30-year fixed, 15-year fixed, adjustable, you name it, they do it, and they do it better than anyone else. With the money that you save, you can buy your significant other something uh, nice for Valentine's Day right around the corner, Max. <laughs> Reach out to Charlie and his team. Make sure you tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and ask for the special greed is good rate. Is that real? No. Oh, but ask anyways. They'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. Max, remember in one crazy summer when Cassandra was going to lose her house to the bank, so they uh, had to win that Nantucket regatta and trade the trophy for the deed? John Cusack hits the basket. <laughs> 
He does. Hoops. Yeah. Hoops yeah. makes the shot. <laughs> <laughs> so strong storyline aside, I can't help but feel that the smarter approach would have been to go after Bolton Legal Group and have them represent those nice old people in that home. Yeah, the Godzilla your opponents. No, it's we're done now. You, what? You, you sit down. Godzilla like stopped them. Real estate, ah! contracts, business support. Ian and his team can settle your issue faster than the Stork brothers can illegally cut the motor out of a Ferrari. You like that? That's pretty fast. I know. It's very fast. He was mad. Aggressive, efficient, Bolton Legal Group is your one-stop shop. For a consultation, call 248-595-0001. Tell them Buzz in the Tower sent you and prepare to win your case. Today's episode, Favorite 80s Movie Couples. With Valentine's Day approaching at ludicrous speed, we have been forced to tap into our rarely used sensitive side and talk about love. But don't worry, because just like the grandpa and the princess bride said, there'll be fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, commercial breaks, fan spotlights, Max getting under my skin, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Today on Buzz in the Tower, in honor of the mushiest time of year, we're going to chat about our favorite 80s movie couples, the kind of happily ever after that makes you smile and warms the coldest of cold hearts. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the officer to my gentleman, Max Sanders. And with that... Love lift us up where we belong where the eagles cry on a mountain high. I got nowhere else to go. That's not the sentiment you're going for, was it? No, and I want to go on record that <laughs> mayonnaise. It's totally reasonable that we bring this up right away for our Valentine's Day special. It was really a love story between Luke Gossick Jr. And no, Richard no. Jr. <laughs> that singing was for one of our super fans. Patreon member, old school, big fan of the show, Libby, who just had oral surgery. She's just sitting on her butt, can't do anything right now. And she said, when Mo sings, it lifts me up where we belong. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say it exactly like that. <laughs> I took some creative uh, freedom on that. But Libby, I hope you're feeling better. Happy Valentine's Day. Max. Happy. Your, wife, your wife might be jealous by that. No, not <laughs> for me singing. She's like, no, you no, can go ahead. No, happy Valentine's Day. Hey, look. Max, happy Valentine's Day to you. <laughs> okay. And, well, and welcome to the show. Welcome Hi. to the show, buddy. Hey, Hello. how you doing? Salutations. This is a uh, little out of our comfort. Not, not, I shouldn't even say that. It's not like we're men's men. We're not like tough by any means. You are. I'm not. I am not. You're a meathead. <laughs> Every one of my friends, good friends, old school friends that yeah. listens to the show just heard you say that and they laugh. Like they're not even listening to the show anymore. They're laughing so hard. You played football and you coach football. I, I played some ball. And you're firefighter. I'm a firefighter. I'm also a mushy individual, but I think today's episode. Didn't you want to this to say anything <laughs> like in a boombox? <laughs> I did, no, I did it video. to Trish. Yeah. With my cell phone. Put that on our Patreon. I should. They do it. <laughs> It's really funny. It's really funny. Because you're like, I love you, babe. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that. I totally forgot about yeah. that. So today's episode, today's special, it's, you don't know The two-parter? No. Oh. It's, uh, it's from an 80s show called Today's Special. Oh. It's okay. I'm sad. It's, it's a TV show. So <laughs> wait, I'm all over the place. I got love in my heart and in my head. There are lots and lots and lots of rom-coms, dramas, even some action films that are romantic in nature. Conan, yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Romance in the Stone. Yeah. <laughs> You just him, there's love there. Him and James Earl Jones. <laughs> You're the weirdest. Both a do. All right, Max. So the episode today is going to be seems like a cuddler. There, there you go. The, <laughs> the episode today. Wait, I'm all over the place. We got to talk about other stuff first. Deep, I'm going to talk the episode. Deep breath. Deep breath. Hold on. 
Love lift us. <laughs> All right, I'm there. I'm there. First and foremost, follow us at Buzz in the Tower on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. If you're not already, subscribe on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. If you get a minute, leave us a review. Yeah. Tell the people. Tell the people how much you love us. I want to give a quick shout out to a buddy of mine from high school, Eric Smith. You know that 3D print that I showed you of our logo? Yeah. That's Eric Smith. Oh, my God. He gave it to me like three months ago, and I've been brutal about not talking about it. So I'm going to give you a picture of it. Post it on our Instagram, all of our social media. As our social media manager, that's what I want you to cool. do. Cool. Can they 3D print our heads? No, we're okay. not there yet. The technology's not there yet. This isn't like a total recall. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. That scene freaks me out. Right, it's terrifying. <laughs> we can't talk about it, though, because it's in the 90s. She's an opera singer. Hurts my feelings. Anyways, Eric did this great job, and I wanted to give him a shout out and thank him for the wonderful gift, and we'll put a picture of it uh, up on our Instagram and all that fun stuff. We're going to tag him and all? Heck yeah. Cool. This is America. America. <laughs> I was about to sing the other part. I can't. You and I know you and I were having a long conversation about Team America before we hopped on today. So there's a TikTok out there if you haven't seen it that it's it's bald a, eagle, it's with, a bald eagle <laughs> with like biceps and it's all Firing machine guns. It's all cut to America. Can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patreon. www patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. Best way for you to support the show, support Mo, support little Timmy, aka Max's surgery. He's yeah. got to get a leg replaced. It's the only way we can Magic afford it. legs. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> they got you new legs. <laughs> Some kind of fruit company. I said, good. We don't have to worry about money anymore. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, before I go any further, you want to take a minute and say hi to our newest Patreons? So this is our new thing. We have all these people signing up every week. Let's give them a shout out real quick. I am salute ready. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. Will there ever be a time in our lives when we hear that scene from Top Gun and it doesn't get us excited? No, I like his cadence now. It's like, it's, it's time to buzz the tower. The best. He's got a good, I can do like a Tom Cruise for that. No, you can't. All right, it's time to buzz the tower. That, was, that was really, really good. It wasn't good at all. <laughs> Max, you do I, your Tom Cruise. I'd really like to get back to the episode. So let's just talk about our patrons, our co-pilots, our friends, our lovers. What? Our countrymen? Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> so we your F-18. Just as a reminder, I know I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'll say it again. This is the way to show your love to the show. Support us. Join our patron, Patreon, yeah. co-pilot. You can enter at Goose, Iceman, or Maverick. And welcome to the co-pilots. Let's start with our Gooseys. Zach Johnson, Harrison Weiner, Noy Labe. And Sloan Crow. Sloan Peterson Crow, to those who know her well. Of course, of course. Also, we've got, uh, I want to give a shout out to Benedict Noske, who transferred from Goose to Iceman. He was ready for the challenge. He took it. Yeah. He's dangerous now. He is. And he's in Germany. He is. He's a dangerous, I don't want to call him dangerous (laughs) German. Doesn't sound very good. And moving right along to our Iceman, Casey Hagstrom Gilroy, Dustin DeSnyder. Dusty D. All right. And then moving on to our one and standalone maverick, Gina Syage. Thank you from Buzz in the Tower. You going to say thank you, Max? Thank you. So disrespectful. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Saunders. Thanks. Good morning. What? Thanks. God. Thanks. Ren, thank you for, uh, well, 
Thank you. The list continues to grow, and it's fantastic. Thank you, all of our supporters. Now, back to the show. Back to the future. <laughs> that, could, that could be one of them. Yeah, good. So the idea behind this, I like these episodes. I know every week I say this. I really like this. I really like that. Well, you, I like everything. No, it's because you shoot down 99 ideas. One of them has to be good. You've got 99 problems, but my idea isn't. One? They are one. I, I guess so. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The idea behind this show, this episode, is there are definitely movies out there that are top-notch romantic movies, top-notch romantic comedies. There's some movies that would be ranked on that list higher than what we're talking about. Yep. We are specifically looking at couples, our favorite. So when I think about this for me, you may be a little bit different, but I think you're close probably to what I'm going to do. I'm just thinking back to like the couples that when they got together in this movie that I was like, oh, my God, I love this. You couple. do like the Tiger Woods fist pump. Yes. Like, I'm Arr! like, yes. I'm like, I, I, I love them together. They're fun. Yeah. They do it for me. This is another episode where you and I did not share lists with each other. I hope we don't have crossover. Although you have a really weird sense of love and relationships. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be mine. very different. There's than mine. one. There's one. One that I might. Yeah. All right. I've got one on mine that you might. I avoided some monsters, some big ones that people would assume you're going to do because I really sat back and said, Am I in love with this movie? Does yeah. the movie solicit the love feeling or is it the couple that I'm in love with? And I left two off the list for very specific reasons, one of which I'm going to talk about right now. When we get our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight, I review them. Max does not get a chance to review no. them. And our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight for this week picked the one that I wanted to do more than anything. So I backed off. I'm like, I'm going to let him have it. So I removed that from my list. The other one I took off my list because I think you're going to want it, but we'll have to see. Other than that, the only thing I want to throw in there before we start, I had a good chunk of movies that did not make my top five cut. Did you have a bunch? Oh, yeah. Let's take a minute. Show me what you got. I'll show you what I got. If you see any of mine in the miss the cut that are part of your cut, we won't do this. But I don't think any of mine are on your cut. And I want to list the ones that almost made it. The near misses. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's first. Let's uh, I'll put some Benny Hill music on. We'll take a minute to go look at this. Max, we've had an opportunity to look at the ones that did not make the cut for me. Were any of the ones on my list on your make the cut list? No. Okay. I looked at your did not make the cut list. I'm making this so much yeah, more just complicated. Save the things. You, your, you go first. What okay. were your near misses? Roxanne. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Well, maybe my favorite Steve Martin. How but, did Roxanne not make your list? Because Daryl Hannah's not like, what's that character's main thing? Did you think of Splash? Did Splash make it no. even close? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah. with your list. We can't, we got to go quick on these. Moonstruck is the one that hurt me really badly. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't. You love Moonstruck. I too. do. Overboard, we talk about too much. Okay. Well, we're just Kurt Russell sure. maniacs. Sure. <laughs> Valley Girl. A lot of, lot of Nick Cage, I guess. Uh, can't buy me love. Earth Girls are easy. Girls just want to have fun. Johnny be good. About last night, but I want the Jim Belushi relationship with uh, Demi Moore's oh friend. <laughs> Super weird. Cherry 2000. I don't know. I found that really kind of endearing. Oh, uh, you're you're the ones <laughs> the ones that made it for sure. Not going to cross over with mine. And uh, Tough Turf. By the way, shout out to all our Instagram people. People love Tough Turf. Oh, it's a great movie. You've seen it? I've seen Tough Turf. When? I'm lying. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Shame <laughs> on you. It's on Amazon. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll it's watch James it. James Spader. All right. And Robert Downey Jr. We have time for this. And Move Kim on. Richards. I'm moving you along. Okay, go. Moving along. Yeah. You're just, uh, just so you know, Overboard is the one that I left off my list convinced that you would have it on your list. It's too obvious. Oh, I I mean, you're nuts. I would have yeah. put it on my top five. All right. Well, improvise it. You, you ready for enough. mine? Yeah. Terminator. He's a stinky. Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese. He risks everything to go back to. I mean, I, I love that. I mean, he's beautiful naked. I don't know. Uh, the Burbs, Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is a wet blanket of boringness uh, and nothing in that right, movie. Fine, whatever. Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit. I don't 
That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> You're super uncomfortable. All of the National Lampoons, uh, Clark and Ellen, and the only reason that I didn't put them in my top five is because there's so much dysfunction. It doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. She's just great. He's a terrible husband. Well, She's a wonderful wife. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, risky business. <laughs> I love I love their relationship. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, the Shining. No, I'm kidding. That's not really on my list. And my other joke one that I was going to put on there was the stepmom from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey but who I, swaps dads between the first and second movie. She does? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, remember the first one? She's dating... Yeah, uh, she's dating Bill's dad. Mm, yes, maybe. I don't Bill, remember. Bill Esquire. They swap, whatever the case is. In the second one, she's dating the other one. <laughs> and then in the one they just came out with, uh, she married uh, Ted's little brother. Oh, my God. Which is, it's weird. All right, uh, those are good uh, near misses. Yeah. Are you ready for the juice? I'm very excited. You got to squeeze the, squeeze the berry. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, not, the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. The girl next door. Oh, the girl next door. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's movie. pretty risky business, pretty much. It is. Yeah. Everything is basically a remake of something <laughs> from the 80s. Business. Yeah. Not risky business. Yeah. It should be. Titanic was a remake of risky business. <laughs> I have a child. I have a child. <laughs> Billy Zane. Cool Billy guy. Zane. <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's great. Listen to Billy Zane. Yeah, absolutely. He's in Back to the Future. That's one of my favorite cameos is David Bowie from Zoolander. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. David Zane was great too, but. Billy Zane. Yeah. David Zane's brother. <laughs> Max, are you ready? I love when he dies in critters. You, you are responsible for picking. I, I think we're gonna go like I have some ones in here that like I'm gonna get emotional about. I love them. They're they're important to me. Wow, that's not I'm gonna save. I, the, I know because you're a weirdo. I'm you a have robot. no heart. You have no heart. I have a heart. Well, it's my BPM is like 50. I'm like a your turtle. heart is like the Matrix from. Uh, <laughs> All right. No, not the Matrix with Keanu Reeves. We talked about this. The Matrix from Transformers the movie. It can be moved around and taken <laughs> out and put other places. Okay, cool. Max. You go first. I go first. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to start with what I would say. Not my softest one, but like this is a fun one. Yeah. My first one is from the 1988 movie Willow, Mad Mardigan, and Sorsha. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite couples from an 80s movie, for sure. Where did you think of this? Oh, I just sat back and thought, like, what are the movies that when I see two characters connect mm. and have a relationship, I feel it and it's fun and I'm excited about it. Not to mention in real life, they got married. Oh, no way. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. Let me talk about the movie briefly and then I'm going to get into yep. why I love this. 1988 Willow, directed by Ron Howard, written by George Lucas, screenplay by Bob Dolman, uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> I approve this movie. <laughs> Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan, Warwick Davis as Willow Offgood, Joanne Wally Whaley as Sorsha. That's who ended up marrying uh, Val Kilmer. Lucky woman. Lucky woman. Uh, Max, this movie, a baby girl is discovered in a river by <laughs> Rannon and Mims. Yep. Good old Rannon and Mims. <laughs> the children of Willow Offgood, a dwarf farmer and magician, and the baby girl is taken into the care of Willow's family. But when a terrifying dog-like creature attacks Willow's village whilst tracking down the baby... Willow consults the village council and the wizard, the High Eldwin. The High Eldwin gives Willow a task and Willow leaves the village and embarks on a task to give the baby girl to a responsible person. But Willow soon learns that the baby is Alora Dannon, the baby girl destined to bring about the downfall of the evil sorceress, Queen Bavmorta. Bavmorta! His names. I love this movie. Joined by his allies, Swordsman, Mad Mardigan, Sorceress, Finn Razil. Also, <laughs> is who is, Kevin Pollock? she's a goat at one point, a crow, yeah. A no, possum. Kevin Pollock's a tiny guy. Oh, oh those are brownies. Okay, We're going to yeah. talk about Kevin Pollock. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy you brought that up. The brownies, uh, Frangine and Rule. Willow takes it upon himself to protect Alora from Queen Bavmorta, who intends to kill Alora to prevent Alora from fulfilling her destiny. This movie is complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> Lucas during Star Wars. Now, it would have been maybe Return of the Jedi. 
Okay. When he was when he was working with the Ewoks. Yeah. That's and like 83, 84. Yep, and during yes, correct. And Warwick Davis was one of them. Yep. Lucas went to Warwick Davis and Warwick Davis's mom and says, I got a movie and it's for you to star in. And the idea behind this is kind of cool because there weren't a ton of movies where it's the little guy who's like the hero and you know, Val Kilmer, Mad Morgan is like the sidekick, right? And yeah. it, I, it's a very cool idea. It's a cool story. I happen to love this movie. Let's talk about the relationship. Yeah, get to it. I'm getting to it. So the brownies, the little tiny people, yep. even more tiny than even the willow. They're like Tinkerbell. Yeah. They have a magic pouch <laughs> and the magic pouch has a dust in it. And that dust is called the dust of broken heart. And right, we obviously. see, obviously <laughs> we see it accidentally activated by the two brownies. And one of them, I believe Kevin Pollack falls in love with a cat and is almost killed by the cat. <laughs> so Matt Mortigan so <laughs> explaining this movie makes me really appreciate how absurd it is, but yeah. I don't care. I love the movie. I can't help it. Get to the relationship. I'm getting the relationship. So Sorsha is the daughter of Queen Babmorda and Sorsha's not a good person. Like she's out there trying to steal this baby and kill the baby for her mom. And I'm not going to go through every step in the movie because you'll murder me because I know how you feel about Willow. Yeah. But essentially, I like Willow. you like strong paws like willow it's taking forever are we still talking about willow yes okay you haven't even told me what the relationship's like this is frustrating <laughs> so it's like the first 10 chapters so of mad, dune so mad mortigan mad mortigan and willow and the brownies are captured and what do you like about this relationship i'm getting there so they escape they escape yes. and they, they got to get the baby of course and as they're trying to escape one of the brownies gets pissed off at mad mortigan and smacks him in the face with a little magic purse that has all the fairy dust in it yeah and that means the next thing that Mad Mordigan sees, he's going to fall in love with. And the next thing he sees is the evil Sorsha. Yeah. The entire scene is so over the top and ridiculous because she goes from being this like awful character and she wakes up and Val Kilmer is just overacting at his best. The the sun falls on your beautiful eyes. I'm nothing with, like it's just over the top love potion BS. But at the very end of it, there's a moment where she like drops her guard. They're in this tent and she basically says, I'm going to kill you to which he says, death next to love is a trivial thing. Your touch is worth a hundred thousand deaths. And she like, you could see like the love turns a little bit. Yeah. And then her crazy henchman who like has a giant skull mask and is like six foot seven comes in. They knock the tent down, but he kisses her before that happens and they escape as the potion wears off. Yep. He starts to come and realize, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I said all this stuff, but she was touched by it. So the next time they see each other, she is like, oh, what happened to all of this lovey dovey talk? And he's like, I don't remember saying it, but the reason I love this relationship so much and why it's my number five favorite relationship is she's this evil, horrible character. Mad Mardigan is this like rogue swordsman and you can feel the electricity between the two of them. She tells her mom basically to piss off. She joins the rebellion, a name I choose to use because of George Lucas's involvement <laughs> in this movie. And you have what I would argue is one of the most beautiful relationships. I'd like to think they raised Laura Dannon to be a wonderful princess or queen. And that's where we're going to pick up with uh, Willow 2.0 as it comes out. Okay. By the end, you had me. Just you, you It went, took a while to get there. Yeah. This is my fifth strongest, but for my favorite. This is one of my favorite couples. I love the two of them together. You took you, the scenic route. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm done. Move on to yours. What is your number five pick? You better have a banger at number five. I do. Mo, what's fair is fair. The legend of Billie Jean. Oh, Max. It's so good. Really? You don't like this movie? No, no, no. I love this movie. Yeah. Even though the story is somewhat insane, yeah. I love the movie. Go give, Tell the people what we got well, here. I'm going with Billie Jean Davey and Lloyd. <laughs> the, all right. First, the plot of this movie, which is insane. 1985. This movie's a crisp hour, 36 minutes. Only made $3 million. You can't even find how much it costs to make it. It's got the best description of a movie I've ever heard. A Texas teenager cuts her hair short and becomes an outlaw martyr with her brother and friends. 
Christian Slater, best, yeah. best little brother ever. Not <laughs> related to Helen Slater. No. Who's playing uh, Billie Jean. Billie Jean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his scoo- a- a- AKA Supergirl. Have yeah. you watched Supergirl yet? I haven't yet. Super- and she's also uh, in Ruthless People. Yep. And also, God, there's one more. Howard the Duck. No. Okay. That's just, Leah just Thompson. Checking. Just checking. Jerk. <laughs> There's something else you secret of my success. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Bradley Whitfield's girlfriend. Yeah. The Harvard one. But yeah. The plot is insane. A scooter. A scooter heist. <laughs> no. It's a scooter heist. A, stop it. <laughs> Christian, Christian Slater. Christian Slater's. Listen, listen. Can I just hop in real quick? Yeah. This movie is super weird. The sunbathing with your sister on the little dock in the island. It's a little strange. There's a little bit of weird stuff going on, but that's okay. But Christian Slater's scooter's destroyed. And Billy Jean asked the bully's dad for cash. And he gets all not cool with her. Which, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of inappropriate. <laughs> like, yeah, you can earn that money. Yeah. 50 bucks a visit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Why? Why do you have to say that? <laughs> her brother shoots him in the arm and they kind of Bonnie and Clyde run for it. And everyone's just in love with kind of their story. Right. So I think the South is really underutilized in the 80s. There's not many movies where you get like this Texas feel to it. Porkies. <laughs> That's Kentucky. It's or the Tennessee. South. It's the South. It's a mid-South. And it's not very Southy. All right. All right. Like Steel Magnolia is the only one I could think about. Right. Too. Right. But it's just a fun, a fun location. Mm-hmm. And this is directed by Matthew Robbins, who also wrote and directed Batteries Not Included. Oh, I love that movie. Such a random. That's like dichotomous. Right. Like what he's doing. Ooh, that's a big word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the theme song Invincible by Pat Benatard rules. This is going to be based on Willow and what you're doing with the Legend of Billie Jean, <laughs> a seven hour episode. But that's. I like it. So I like it. My favorite thing. This is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite fact ever. Pat Benatar, when she plays a song in concert, before she sings it, she goes, "This is from the worst movie ever made." Oh, shut up! <laughs> How cool is that? It's it's not terrible, but no. I, I'm surprised you picked it only because. I mean, I'm assuming there's only one relationship in the whole movie. It's her and uh, Lloyd, right? Who yeah. you who you love it's from Keith Back Co- to School? It's Keith and Gordon, from Christine. I know. Jason I know. Allen. Yeah. Uh, you're taking all my stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, she's, she's commanding. She's beautiful. She's brave, and you kind of want to admire and follow her, and she's honest and joyful and kind of smart and Lloyd is kind of just this spoiled rich kid who loves like filming movies and he just voluntarily becomes her hostage right and it's kind of this organic he kind of lets the air out of the intensity of the situation this is kind of like you know in speed when they say relationships based on intense situations rarely last yes it's like this is that <laughs> I mean this is my speed because at the end when she's in Vermont and that she's uh, escaped it all mm-hmm. she's not with him so it's just this moment in time they make out like an hour and a half a into- couple times Oh, yeah, but the first time is in the rain, right. on the beach, mm-hmm. and they've already like left each other once. And I just love that he inspires her to do the Joan of Arc thing, shave her head, put the video out. I can't. I, how do I argue? This is personal taste. If this is what does it for you, this yeah. is your, you love this couple. You love this couple. I do. There you go. Yeah, I, I love Keith Gordon, too. And you do love Keith Gordon. That's yeah. why I think he made it. All right. Yeah. Our number fives are in. I'm ready to hop to number four. Max, I feel like I have um, a little ground to make up. I don't think Willow really excited <laughs> you as much as it did. Well, you just, you went Lower the Rings fan fiction for like four hours. This one I think will excite you. And he grabbed his hand up from the maw. The 1981 banger. This is a banger of okay. a movie. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Give me Indy and Marion. Oh, interesting. Directed by Steven Spielberg, written by George Lucas, Lawrence Kasten, and Philip Kaufman. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Karen Allen is Marion. She's been in a lot of stuff most people would probably remember most from Animal House and also from... The Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Um, She's a drinker. She is. Paul Freeman as Belloc and John Rice Davies as Salah and Denholm Elliott as Brody or as we know him, Coleman. (laughs) I had the most horrible dream. (laughs) I was poor and no one liked me. (laughs) 
Can I, can I tell you these moments where again you and I just get to do this yeah. is my favorite part of the show. It's like I love that you know exactly what I was talking yeah. about. It's why you have a job. It's why I'm not posting on the wanted ads for a replacement. Good for you. Seeking. Seeking. Yeah, I know. Desperately seeking Suzanne. In 1936, archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the US government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. What a great idea yeah. for a movie. Nazis as villains always works. Think about this just objectively. It's like pro-nerd, pro-education. It belongs in a museum. Pro-archaeologist, yep. anti-Nazi. Yep. Like it's, it's perfect. Yeah. This is the one that got it all started. I mean, this is uh, largely regarded as the best Indiana Jones. No, the third. No, nah, we love the third the most. A lot of people stick with the original. No, Sean Connery. I don't know. Indiana was the dog. When he's a pension man, a pension man, bow before God. I mean, this is the classic when the the bag that you swap for the idol, all of the the big boulder following him down the. Is that in the first? Yeah, that's yeah. the first one. I love this movie. Monkey brains. Yeah, no, the monkey no, brains temple, is a temple, temple doom. doom. I know, I like that one. <laughs> you get your first. I hate snakes. Yeah, he runs back into the plane. The movie opens with Indiana Jones getting the idol and Belloc stealing it from him and him escaping. Yep. Go back to the university where we learn immediately that become a professor of archaeology at a university. Well, no, look like Harrison Ford. Well, I guess that's part of it. Every <laughs> girl with the like, lo- like says love me yeah. or, or love you says love you on her eyelids. And they're all when they get up at the end of class, every every girl in the class is leaving him a note to meet yeah. him as like office hours. So after that, Brody Coleman <laughs> shows yeah. up and he's like, hey, there's some people from uh, the military that want to talk to you, like special government agency. And they sit down army intelligence. I'm sorry, army intelligence. And they sit down with them. They give him the whole story. They intercept a German communication that the Tannis development is proceeding. They, they need them to acquire the headpiece and the staff of Ra, Abner Ravenwood. So we find out that Indiana Jones has a relationship with Abner, this guy that they used to go hunting for relics and artifacts with. So he hops in a plane where we get our first map cross the line. How you feel about freeze frames at the end of movies is how I feel about showing the plane going on a map with like the line following. So you're a big Casablanca guy? (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. That's a lie. I'm not a big Casablanca guy, but I do love the map. So he takes off to Nepal. Viva Nepal! Viva Nepal! They're going to get the Ajani dagger. <laughs> they're not getting the no, Ajani dagger. Not. I know. I, I can't. How can I not say that if we're talking about Nepal? <laughs> so he goes into this bar, and that's Easily. where we, that's where we, that's where we meet Marion, and she is a power drinker. She's having a shot contest with a customer. Yeah, the guy passes out. She's like twenty deep. I know. Indy shows up, and we immediately get tension, and we learn that they had a relationship when he was working with her father. Haven't they done the math? And wasn't she like she 15? was young? I mean, and she even said something. I know. So unfortunately, you might be right. She said something to the effect of like, "I was only a girl, and you knew what you were doing was wrong." And his response was, "You knew what you were doing." And I'm like, "Oh, this didn't age well. I don't. I don't know how I feel about this." So take all that aside, though. Shortly after the Nazis show up because they want the head of Ra or the staff, the emblem, whatever it is. Yeah. And Indy saves her. And they rekindle this relationship. And the reason I love their relationship, and that's so fun, it's not your typical heroine, right? She's tough. When they make it to Cairo and they're being chased in the city, she's fighting against them as well. The heat between her and Indy, it's building. Yeah. She gets that beautiful dress on. He like notices her. They yeah. make it They make it to that boat and he's all banged up and she's kissing his boo-boos. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> kissing his that's, all, that's what you would call it. He's yeah. like, I'm hurt here. I'm yeah. hurt here. They kiss for two seconds and he falls asleep. You can tell that there's like this history and this love and it's just, it's Indy. So for me, the idea that you have this like independent action hero, but there's this one girl who can still get him. I love it. And for her, this tough 
You know, she's obviously traveled all around the world and a, a little bit of dysfunction to the relationship is fun too. She's been caught by the Nazis. She's tied to a pole in a tent. Indy has found the secret chamber, goes to rescue her, realizes if she gets out that they're going to call the whole thing off and they're going to start searching for her and it'll ruin his ability to find the Ark. So what's he do? Puts the blindfold or the gag back on her and says, wait right here until we find the room and we'll come get you later. Like, I just think like that to me is hilarious. I love their relationship. That's my number four. Yeah. Yeah. You're going off the board with these. I, I, I'm i not a typical. I, I told you the, when I get to my like two and actually the next three or more standard romance. But like, I just think it's fun. Since we're talking about love. Can I take a moment? We'll talk about love. Did they Can I talk about love with you, Max? They didn't end up together. Either. Well, we don't know that because the crap one, the crystal skull, remember? Shia, I didn't see it. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, they had a kid, which was Shia LaBeouf. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, spoiler alert. Well, there you go. That, no, you don't that need that to DNA. See it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about love. In my own personal life. Do you I, view your relationship like this? I'm Indiana Jones. No, I'm kidding. I'm it's not Trish Indiana pounding Jones. 20 shots she, of vodka. She is not at all. Clearing people out of bars. But this idea of like unapologetically being who you are and then still having someone fall in love with you. Like, I don't want to be Ronald Miller from Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. I don't want to fake it. The day I met my wife, I was the same that I am today. Now, shame on her for marrying me. That's on her. That's but a terrible I, thing. But I put, I, know, I, put, I, 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 I put no, I put no uh, act on. This is who I am. Yeah, but you should grow. In a no, I mean, I've grown a little bit, but like, from the, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I didn't, I didn't dress it up. Like, this is what you get, you know? <laughs> okay. That's kind of how Indy was, you know? All right. That's how Mad Mardigan was. Like, Jesus this is why. Christ. All right. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Maybe you pick Billy Jean. Uh, she kidnapped the guy. He voluntarily <laughs> oh, went with her. Allegedly. Don't victim shame him. He he did it. He put the tape on his own mouth. Max, what's your next one? Go ahead. <laughs> you and I. You know what? Max and Mo <laughs> yeah. talking romance. So this one's really traditional. I went kind of a modern day Cinderella story. I went coming to America. Prince Akeem and Lisa McDowell. Really? Yeah. I'm going to give you a really on that. Why? Go, go, no, go ahead. So 1988. Hour 57 minutes. I like timings now. I don't know why. It just makes me happy. Because you're a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) An extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York, and goes undercover to find a wife he can respect for her intelligence and strong will. I mean, that's... I don't know. That's... That's great, right? He doesn't want he doesn't want the beauty queen. He doesn't want someone who's been like, you know, trained to do whatever he's ever jump on one foot for the for the woman. Bark like a dog. But are you a big dog? But are you in love? Let me uh, let me ask. Yeah. Are you more in love with the story? Because there's to me, there's just no chemistry. Like the character What? Okay, let me this is how I look at it. When she's like, You don't want to date Patrice, is like, no, I do not. What about Daryl? It's like, I don't want to date him either. Anyone They're perfect humans and you just desperately want to see them together. Anyone could have played her. Anyone. No, anyone. So Vanessa Williams was supposed to play her. Uh-huh. That would have been too much. You know what I mean? It's just this kind of like starstruck. All right. I'm not going to so beat you Sherry up. So Sherry Headley, who plays Lisa, yep. she's wonderful. Like she cares about her crazy sister, her overprotective dad. And also the fact that she's never been in anything else big. Like name another movie with her. Can I you? can't name one. Exactly. Yeah. So she's crystallized to me as Lisa. Okay. I just love that. And also this is the less crazy swearing kind of improvising Eddie Murphy. He lets the movie be crazy around him. Yeah. With also his character, the Jew- old Jewish guy and the barber and all that. That's where he gets out of his system. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But to see these two kind of kind and caring and intelligent individuals. You turn, slowly, you turn me. You turn me. get together. Yeah. I, I initially was, I'm, I'm, as you're saying it, I'm like thinking in my head about the movie. I'm like, you know what? That's fair. When yeah. I watch the movie, it's fun because you're watching her with the wrong guy and, you know, Mr. So Glow. Eric LaSalle. Yeah, he's yeah. taking credit for putting money <laughs> in the, in the, to put your hands together <laughs> Mr. for Mr. Randy, Randy Watson. Watson. 
<laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, I'm with you. I apologize. I was uh, too quick to judge. I'm also in a loving mood. So yeah. I love you. I love your pick. Ah, And also, I mean, I love that they don't, they learn lessons, but they don't learn them all. And when, at the very end, when she's like, you really would have given this all up for me. He goes, yes, and we still can. She goes, nah. <laughs> like, it's still fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. All yeah. right. All right. And the Dukes. The Dukes. We're back. <laughs> you know what the original title of this movie was? No. The Quest. Oh. Which is an awesome John claude Van Damme movie, by the way. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of JVDC, ABD. <laughs> but this is a way better title. Yes. Yeah. Max, before we hop into our final three each, now is a great time to take a quick break for our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Doby Real Estate. The premier real estate group of Southeast Michigan, Doby is the place to go if you're buying or selling a home. Culture is at the foundation of their success. Great group of agents led by Simon, who is the Mr. Miyagi of real estate. You like that, Max? You always say, do you like that? I do, because I want to know if you like that. <laughs> I love everything 80s. You do love everything Why 80s. Why would we be doing the show otherwise? But he he really has got that calm, cool nature, you know, plus. Did he make you wax a car? He did, and I would do it anytime <laughs> for him, because that's how much I trust him. And knowing karate is always a, a good side as well. Sage advice, cool demeanor. Check out Dolby's social media content as well. They crank out awesome information about the market, tips and tricks to create curb appeal. And actually, recently, they just put a post up about how to make your house pet friendly. I know for a guy like you and I, that's important. My dogs are sloppy. They are. That's oh man, it's gonna be a day. Visit their that's all right. Visit their website at weardobe.com. Make sure you tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to work with the best. 400 million in sales in 2021, a thousand homes sold. They will take care of you like no other. All right, it looks like I'm up. So and you have any more hard drinking loners that don't learn anything? No. My next three, my next three start to get emotional. Although this one's not. My last two are the ones where, like, I really, I got a lot of, a lot of heartstrings. I'm gonna pull. <laughs> Terms of endearment? <laughs> no, not absolutely not. <laughs> What's Jeff Daniels? Cheating? Like, uh, oh god, flap or Fla- like flag flip bag? or something or God, <laughs> he's I, awful. Do you know it's a good thing that I saw he's flipping with a baby all of him. his other movies yeah. before I saw this one. Yeah. It was hard for me to not hate him <laughs> watching that movie. Yeah, it's true. Oh my god. Can we not talk about that movie ever again? Yeah. It just destroys me emotionally. <laughs> Give her the shot. <laughs> uh, my next pick, Max, is the the 1987. Mannequin. God, I, what? How do you even? It better be mannequin. It's just the best. The best movie. Is it the best of the best? <laughs> the Princess Bride. Yeah. Okay. I, this is directed by Rob Reiner, written by William Goldman. Starring Carrie Elwes as Wesley, Robin Wright as Buttercup, Mandy Patinkin as Inigo Montoya, Christopher Guest as Count Rugen, Chris Sarandon as Prince Umperdink. Humperdink! Humperdink! <laughs> <laughs> Wallace Shawn as Vicini. Inconceivable. Very much. Andre the Giant as Fezzik. Anybody want to be peanut? Peanut? Fred Savage as the grandson. Peter Falk as the grandfather. Billy Crystal and Carol Kane, respectively, as Miracle Max and Valerie. A nice mutton lettuce tomato. Very... <laughs> Lean. You blew it. I did. I got excited. That's your line. I got excited. That was a volleyball. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Which, by the way, you could make an argument that this would be one of my favorite couples is them. I was going to say, I thought you picked them. I didn't. I I, I went with Wesley and Buttercup. While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of the farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his one true love. No. Love as you wish. True love. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to you. I think I've told you this. You and I are both ordained. How many weddings have you done? Two. I'm doing a third this summer. I've done almost 14. Wow. Yeah. I got a little long in the beard. 
No, it's long in the tooth, gray in the beard. Yep. Whatever it is. When you get married, I suspect you're going to ask me to do your wedding. I don't know. Because you're, <laughs> you're so older brothery. I feel like I might not do well in my like oh. existence. Oh, I, I would just get up there and be like, marriage. <laughs> I've been itching to do it for someone. I would literally do the whole thing yeah. and it'd be fine. So Selena will be fine with that. <laughs> She watched Princess Bride for the first time yesterday. How'd she feel about it? Loved it. How can you not love it? It's, I know. It's, a, it's fantastic. I'd sum it up like this. Buttercup was raised on a small farm in the country of Florin. Are you going to put the music underneath? Maybe. <laughs> her favorite pastimes were riding her horse and tormenting the farm boy that worked there. His name was Wesley, but she never called him that. Isn't that a wonderful beginning? That's really good. It's the best. Yeah. So this is the ultimate love story. This is, it's true love. And the reason that as a couple, I love it so much is, is it goes back to the Marian, goes back to the Sorsha. There's this conflict that gets resolved. Now, this one, it's like a deceitful conflict because you don't know that the Dread Pirate Roberts or she doesn't know that the Dread Pirate Roberts is Wesley. Mm. So she's angry and throws him down the hill. I died that night. Oh, dude, no, do it the right way. I died that day. There you go. Yeah, there you day, go. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Whether yeah. it's day or night, I needed to see it in your <laughs> eyes that you meant it. His love for Buttercup. He loves her so much. That he comes back from the dead. It's I mean, Miracle good. Max. Yeah. To love. <laughs> he said true love. That's right. There's nothing more wonderful than what he said to blave. And everybody knows <laughs> to blave is to bluff. <laughs> See, I did that one. I screwed up the mutton lettuce yeah, tomato one. Okay. Unbelievable. You're going to be mad about this. Fucking week. Have fun. Storm in the castle. <laughs> you should have picked them. I know. No, they no. are great. Yeah. They are right. <laughs> Liar. Liar. Get away, you witch. <laughs> It's my favorite Billy Crystal role ever is this. Wow, that's insane. Ever, oh, unquestionably. My, I, I'm not even a huge Billy Crystal guy. Yeah. This is my favorite Billy Crystal role for sure. Running scared? Nope. I this is more. Because you, you are running Throw scared. Throw mama from the train? Like this more. <laughs> that's really fun. Owen! <laughs> All right, back. That, that, she's fantastic. Oh, my God. That's but a, she's still mama for telling. Yeah. yeah. She's better as mama for telling. R.I.P. Okay, Max. So, yeah. I mean, this relationship, the love they have for each other. He comes back from the dead for her. And she's going to kill herself because she can't be with him I, yeah i mean how can you top that yeah. that's the most beautiful and, and she's wonderful in this she is. she doesn't ever feel like a damsel in distress no i'm not a big fan of that i don't like this like vapid empty character like all of the ones i picked you'll see like there's a little bit of meat and potato to to these women and on on the men's side it just doesn't come across as anything other than genuine yeah. and i in my mind i'm like this is this is who I want to be as a husband. Really? I want to be a farm boy and a pirate. Those are the two <laughs> things my wife deserves, a farm boy and a pirate. You're a farm boy. I am not. A, I am neither of those things. You work hard with your hands. You build I, stuff. You showed me your basement and I was like, I don't understand any of this. I have to tell you that it is, it's really an indictment on how not good with your hands you are, yeah. that you look at me as the guy you know is good with his hands because I am the most soft-handed, not manly man in the world. Huh. It's just standing next to you. I look like, I look like freaking, yeah, uh, no, I look like what's his face from tool time. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Al's I got the old, I got the Binford 300 in the backyard. Like that's, I, that's it just compared to you. So thank you for no making problem. me feel like a man today. Yeah. I appreciate that. The princess bride. That's my pick. It's really good. Uh, what is your number three? Yeah, this one, I went kind of the old veteran grizzled couple that have kind of been around the block and seen it all. And finally, they circle around to each other. I feel like that's a different quadrant. Like I, I we, have no idea where you're going. <laughs> remember we talked with uh, Brian Volk Weiss, the guy of the movie that made us? Yeah. yeah. Look, look at you name dropping. Yeah. Remember that time we talked? With, yeah, it was like a week ago. Well, he was talking about quadrants. You yeah. Know what I mean, you got to hit certain, like, you got to hit your demographics. Right, right, right. So old, this, young, yeah. male, female. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this is... I wanted to hit a different kind of love story. Okay. So I went Annie Savoy and Crash Davis, Bull Durham. Wow. Yeah. You really like baseball movies. 
I do. You do. It's okay. Yeah. I think you. I think this is the Boston in you, right? Like I just 2003 is the most important thing. So I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah. So, but I still I like Bull Durham. I'm a huge Susan Sarandon fan. Yeah. And I think Tim Robbins is incredible in this. He is. It's where they met. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. So that's their favorite movie because they fell in love. Yeah. She's 1988. A diehard fan who has an affair with one minor league player each season meets up with an up and coming pitcher and the experienced catcher assigned to him and watch the love triangle ensue. Cost seven million dollars, made fifty point eight million. You got Kevin Costner being the most Kevin Costner ever. You know, the only person I know who likes baseball movies more than you is Kevin Kevin Costner. Costner, Yeah, (laughs) you know, I mean, I think he took steroids for the love of the game. Really? Yeah, him and uh, Ricky Vaughn (laughs) from Major League. This was turned down by Jeff Bridges and Don Johnson. I'd love to see Don Don Johnson Johnson in this role. Jesus, you got Susan Sarandon playing Annie Savoy and Tim Robbins playing Calvin Nuke Lelouch. (laughs) Do you know who the studio Nuke? Yeah. The studio wanted Anthony Michael Hall to play this role. So Johnny be good. Johnny be good. Anthony Michael Hall could have yeah, done he it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Ron Shelton, who wrote and directed this, uh, said he'd quit if that happened. <laughs> so Ron Shelton used his minor league baseball experience for the story. Mm-hmm. Do you know who helped him write this? Oh, here comes something fun. Another 70s baseball, minor league baseball player, Kurt Russell. Oh, shut up. Isn't that cool? That's wild. Isn't that insane? That's really wild. Yeah. I looked up Kurt Russell's like baseball pictures. His mullet is just flowing. He looks like he was a jock. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and I guess Annie is a term for a baseball groupie. That's where her name came okay. from. So those are my fun facts. Oh, and uh, Tim Robbins. I didn't know this. Uh, Paula Abdul fact. Uh, Tim Robbins dance in this movie when he's dancing. Yeah. It was choreographed by Paula Abdul. What is Paula Abdul not choreographed? <laughs> I know, right? So she said she was going to get a minute or two of screen time for this, and she didn't. So she screamed at everyone and marched off and, like, quit, basically. So now now I know <laughs> she's done Bull Durham. Yep. Coming to America. Yep. Can't Buy Me Can't Love. Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. And what else? I'm forgetting another one. Roger Rabbit? What dance scene in Roger Rabbit? Well, didn't she dance with Roger Rabbit in some music video? No, that's a cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll take two steps forward. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take two. Right, yeah, yeah. We come together because opposites attract. How do I? It's exciting when I remember things, but how you conflated opposites attract with Who Framed Roger Rabbit is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I should have let you run with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but first of all, I love a good love triangle dynamic. We mm-hmm. haven't done that before. We don't hate any of the characters, especially workplace scenario. But uh, I adore kind of the been there, done that fiery dynamics. Like, I've been burned before. I'm old. I know what I like. But they change. See, Mo, people can change. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a weird one, but it's okay. <laughs> they have big speeches. Crash's speech about I believe. Like, I, lo- I love The how- small of a woman's back. The hanging curveball. High fiber. Good scotch. And I believe in long slow deep soft west kisses that last three days i love that <laughs> I, I just want to go back for a second because yeah. mine are weird too but i have to recap this theme that you're carrying so you have a kidnapping you have a casual three-way love affair yeah it's, these but are just minor league baseball yeah so i mean like these are movies they've got to be like high involved stressful sure. situations okay. and you gotta love All people right. throughout it hey and also i love that like they're both philosophical and kind of introspective about themselves okay yeah Hey, look, man, to each their own. It feels great. It feels like they would have. Do you like this? Do you love them? I do. Then that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Sister Anne is great. She is great in this. Yeah. All right, Max, are we down to our final two? We are. Now we start playing with fire. Okay. This is when it gets real. This is when it's no joke anymore. Okay. My number two is the 1989 rom-com special place in my heart film, Say Anything. Ooh. I'm going to take Diane Cord out again. <laughs> But you never took her out in the first place. I, we ate across from each other at the mall. That counts as a date, Max. <laughs> Directed by Cameron Crowe, written by Cameron Crowe. John Cusack as Lloyd Dobler. Ione Sky as Diane Court. Lloyd John Cusack, an eternal optimist, seeks to capture the heart of Diane Court, Iona Sky, uh, unattainable high school beauty, and a straight A student. It surprises just about everyone when she returns the sentiment. But Diane's overly possessive divorced father, played by John Mahoney, 
Not Mahoney from <laughs> Mahoney. <laughs> Mahoney doesn't approve. Fraser guy doesn't approve, and it will take more than the power of love to conquer all. That's the power of love. That's There's not in this movie. Not movie. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Peter Gabriel throwing bangers in this movie. Max, this is in as, your eyes. This is as close to separate from the fact that I love this couple. Do you okay? shake in your wife's arms? This is as, this is as close to a perfect movie as I can come. Really? Yeah. Every single detail. This is Cameron Crowe. This yeah. is to me, this is almost famous. Yep. This is how I feel when I watch Almost Famous. Every single scene is important. The one thing that throws me off, is there a Diane Court out there? I don't think there are. Oh yeah. I really? grew up I grew up with dozens of Diane Courts. Okay. Just like high dozens. High, dozens. <laughs> overachieving, brilliant, beautiful girls that were like unattainable. They lived in their own social bubble. They but weren't also they, kind and like well, well, I wouldn't know. I didn't get very close to them, but that's I, I saw them from I a distance. Heavily from afar. I I sent them notes. <laughs> Everything about this movie, I know I can't spend too much time on it, but we could do no, a whole no. episode. I, but a couple things. His sister, who is his actual sister in the movie, and Joan. his and his nephew. Yeah. And his relationship with his nephew. And when he comes over, and, and, and he's being and he's being fun. And she's like, can you just be serious for a minute? And he looks at her and he's like, you know, what happened to you? When we were growing up, you used to be so much fun. And I'm sorry that T.I.M. left you, but I am not T.I.M. That dynamic right there, just like the maturity. He's a high school senior and he realizes that he got dumped at his big sister's house. And then you see her turn and become fun and cool again. His three girlfriends who are fantastic. Yeah. The one who's broken hearted. The Jordan 57 songs. But their, their conversations, everything that they do just adds incredible layers and flavors. His guy friends who are the worst. The, that was your the, car, the, man. the worst. That was your oh my God. Oh my it's Lord. Jeremy Piven. I, oh, I know. Jeremy Piven is also at the party. So let, let me back up for a second. You uh, must chill. There's, there's a lot going on here. So basically he's graduating and he says, I'm asking out this girl. And everybody's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. And he says, I'm just going to do it. After he leaves a message with the dad, hey, this is Lloyd Dobler. And the dad's like, oh, are you the one with the Mustang? He's like, no. He goes, oh, the Datsun? It's like, no. Already making him feel inferior. You know, if you could just tell her I called and he's acting all nervous. And this is the one redeeming moment of the dad in the entire movie who is awful. He's the worst. He's embezzling. He goes to jail. Yeah, but they have a good relationship. No, it's based on lies. He's the worst. But his one, re <laughs> his one redeeming moment is when he's on the phone with Lloyd and he's about to hang up and he goes, good luck, son. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought he was okay. No, because you're you're nuts. He paid for stuff. That's why you think he's great. You're, Under ten thousand dollars. You're you're the worst. You're the absolute worst. So Diane Court calls him back, and this is big. And Lloyd's like, "Let's go out." And she's like, "Well, I'm busy. I don't know if I can go out." So they decide he pulls out the. We got to go to Valier's graduation party. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Because I know you don't remember this, and I know you've never said this to me before. What? So Valier's graduation party. It's some twenty-two year old that has this party every single year and dresses up like a chicken. It's Keith Stoltz. It's Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> You were thinking of Keith from some, some kind, kind of wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. How did how have we never talked about this? We Eric Stoltz has a 10 second cameo in this movie. We've talked about this. Before. Have we? Yeah. God, Max, I was all excited to share that <laughs> it's with very you. Very cool. This is also when Jeremy Piven is wasted at the party. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you need to chill yeah. out. <laughs> Lloyd Dobler and Diane Court. It's like the most beautiful relationship. Despite her giving him a pen. The dad's the only one that interferes with the relationship. It's like, you know, you guys should really break up, take a break. And he's like, just give him a pen. Meanwhile, he writes that letter. And there's so many great quotes in this movie. The three girlfriends. If Lloyd Dobler was in love with you, like, would you go out on a date with them? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, I would. And then when she read his note, which, by the way, this is romance at its greatest. Let me just tell you what the note said. Lloyd and Diane go on a couple dates with each other and they end up consummating their love for each other in the back of his car. They start shaking. Yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful moment. And the song playing in the car, Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. Such a good song. Great song. He's moved by this. Everything's changed. He's got to do something. So he writes a letter. He shares the letter with his two girlfriends. And the letter says, Dear Diane, 
I will always be there for you. All the love in my heart, Lloyd. When she reads that, (laughs) she's like, has anybody ever sent you a letter like this? And she's like, no, I've been waiting my whole life for a letter like this. Like it was so beautiful. And she gave him a pen. (laughs) So that's the only downside, but they end up together. Their relationship is beautiful. She comes to the dojo at the end. He he breaks his nose. The reason I love their relationship is because what he's going through emotionally is what all men go through. This overwhelming fear of like embarrassment. You know, he tries to toughen up. He's like, oh, you know, I, I don't even care. I want nothing to do with her. You know, he's putting up that false wall, that fake bravado. And his two girlfriends are like, why are you acting like this? I'm a guy. I got to I gotta act like that. And they're like, don't be a guy. There's tons of guys out there. Be a man. Yeah, that's a good line. That's a great line. Yeah. And his guy friends are like, you got to just find someone that looks just like her and then go with that girl and get over her. And it's like awful. And then the you do the car one. I'll tell you what he's talking about. You ruin the car. <laughs> she broke up with you in your car. That's a man's castle. <laughs> your Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> so this to me is, I love their romance. I love everything about it because this is a guy who says, I love you. I love everything about you. And he just, he wants to spend every free minute that he has. He doesn't want to sell anything. He doesn't want to make anything. (laughs) He just wants to spend every minute he has with her, goes to England with her, and they are still together and happy in my mind. I don't know. The one, I think everything about this argument is fantastic, except the fact, is Diane that compelling a character? The reason that you don't think she's a compelling character is because you don't know anyone like her. So I know people like her. So to remove yourself from that lifestyle and be with that guy, to me, is the arc of her story. That she that she was willing to in the face of this strong bond with her father, everything lined up to for success. And then you get a call from kind of the the guy who everybody likes, but he's nothing special, but he's nothing not special. But therein lies why he's special and that she sees that and that they connect makes no sense and makes all the sense. And that's why I love it. Okay, I I agree. That's emotional. You went you went deep. I told told you I was going to go deep on this one. Okay. So this is my deepest one too. Now. <laughs> your deepest? Yeah. What are your number ones? Not your deepest? No, this one's pretty emotional. To me. Oh Jesus! Here well, we you go. just got really emotional. All right, go. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going Nick Deasy and Sylvia Pickle from Vibes. First of all, <laughs> first of all, it's Pickle. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, the fact that you picked this movie excites me so much, and, and let me tell you why. You may not know this. This is a secret closet favorite movie of mine that I know so much about that you're going to have a heart attack. (laughs) And I also, I'm going to add the only reason you picked this is so you could say, yes, yes, yes. No, (laughs) it is a Goldblum one. Oh, it's a full on Goldblum movie. So Max, Pan Flute and Ecuador and Goldblum. (laughs) And you had me. That's all. That's all I needed to know. So a month and a half ago, I like to switch it up how I watch my 80s movies. I searched 80s movies on Amazon Prime. This movie came up with the second one. I saw Jeff Goldblum and Cyndi Lauper. I was like, Let's go. Let's do this. 1988, hour 39 minutes, two psychics, I'm already in, (laughs) are hired to find the location of a lost Incan city, awesome, located somewhere in the Ecuadorian mountains, of course, that is said to hide a great mystical treasure. And when they when they pitch this movie, it's described as romancing the Ghostbuster in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, accurate, <laughs> accurate. It has this charming dialogue that's kind of above what this kind of class of movie is. Like, it's slightly inappropriate. It's snarky fun. And it kind of has this little Tarantino vibe to it, too, where Goldblum and Lomper get to really shine. So I looked up. I was like, whoever wrote the script had to know what they were doing. And I knew it. It's someone who's really freaking talented. <laughs> it's this guy named, I can't believe this is his name, Babalu Mandel. Sure. Yeah. He wrote. Howie's uh, brother? <laughs> Quiet. He wrote Splash, A League of Their Own, Multiplicity, Robots, City Slickers, Parenthood, 
Gung Ho, Spies Like Us, and Night Shift. Wow. Right? Doesn't it feel like that? Wow. Like, yeah, dialogue-wise. Yeah. Like, the dialogue, that's what I love about these two characters. It's like, you feel who they are. Jeff Goldblum just being like, his yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> you know, just his kind of manic. So his psychic power, he touches something. Like, he touches your glass of water. And he's he like, knows everything. He's like, you cheated on your it. wife on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe you saw it. When did you see this? Max, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Did you see it when it came out? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I saw it when it came out. Throughout my life, I've seen this movie like a thousand times. How'd you times. stumble on it? Just randomly? Ma- well, when I was younger, I probably went to like Video Max and rented it, but I've seen this movie a bunch this, of times. This makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah I yeah. can't believe that. I didn't even know. I, I was shocked that this is on your list. Well, yeah. we'll talk about why I'm shocked in a minute, though. <laughs> and it's Cindy Lauper's first movie. She and Jeff Goldblum didn't get along, which adds to the 80% of the movie. They hate each other. And it's very love hate. Like one minute they're about to kiss, the next minute they're tearing each other's throats out. It's this roller coaster ride of emotions in these stressful situations. So Cindy Lauper's psychic powers, she has a spirit called Louis. Louis, Louis I'm sorry, yeah. Louis, right? And uh, all right, listen, I can't get over the lack of chemistry that they have in this movie. What? When they're in Ecuador and they dance with each other. That's so cute. He's it, so tall and she's Max, so short. It, it would look like you and I dancing together. They're like Sounds four hot. they're four feet away from each other. They're barely it's just it's weird. No, it's not. In this movie <laughs> I'm sorry. She I'm calls so him sorry. Stretcheroo. I know. She, and and what, what was uh, the fake name when he said it was her brother? It was like Zippy or something. I don't even know. This is such and, a weird pick. I want. I love the movie. I just it's, it's any movie where you ask Jeff Goldblum if he's ever handled a machine gun before. He goes, "Sure, lots of time in high school. I was the machine gun team captain." <laughs> so funny and Ugh. it's got i don't know it's, and there's evil dumb plots there's a fat little german guy who's also a psychic who yeah it's them. freaking uter from the simpsons <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also the main doctor by the way you think my names are bad harrison Steele was the name of the doctor I, I know who's julian sands who's also the greco montgomery character in oceans 13 max i this is such an odd pick because i get so it, it's something that i didn't know let, 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 let me pause let me pause let me cut you off let me ask this differently yeah what is it about their relationship that when you see them together as a couple that just makes you happy and like, I love this couple? They're independent, fiery people that go back and forth with each other. Sometimes in a relationship, you want someone you can just verbally spar with. I think the chemistry is through the dialogue. Right. Like I'm charmed by the dialogue. Okay. All right. And it scratched an itch that I'd never knew I had kind All of thing. Right. I didn't know that this existed. You didn't know you had a lopper gold bloom itch. So it's like this thing. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen the remake of the power Rangers? It's this 15 minute movie that Joseph Kahn, who directed all the Britney Spears videos, did. It's 15 minutes long. It's rated R, and it's with James Vanderbeek. No, it's I'm in, not. I'll send it to you. It's insane. All right. And you're like, I didn't know I wanted this, but I love it. it this is <laughs> and that's it how is you me. feel about vibes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, <clears throat> and that was your deep yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. That was your deep one. I was one. joking. Okay, I assumed you were joking. I don't, you don't have a deep sh- one. No. No, yeah, you're... My last one's probably pretty What deep. is it? Inch deep, mile wide, yeah. right? <laughs> Break your neck in my shallow. Jesus, Max. Vibes. Coming in hot at Vibes. What else do you know about Vibes? I don't know background. I mean, I've never like researched it. I never, I never thought it would be on the show. I just know the movie. I've seen the movie before. Good. I can't believe we never talked about it. I, my favorite scene of vibes is when he busts his uh, fiance cheating on him yeah. because so you know, I have this power. Well, it's, it's weird. Like, the amount of time it took him to take her underwear off seems like unusually quick. <laughs> like they're in bed and he just reaches his arm down and he's holding underwear. And I'm like, that was really fast. I guess they didn't <laughs> want to go through the trouble of really doing it. So there you go. Oh, all right. Are we ready for our number ones? Let's do it. This is another one of those movies I would put as a perfect movie. I just, I love this movie. And <laughs> you're going to make fun of one aspect of why this is my favorite couple. Okay. 1988 Big. What? Yeah. Directed, this is your favorite couple? Directed by Penny Marshall, rest in peace. Yep. Written by Gary Ross and Ann Spielberg, who, by the way, is Steven Spielberg's sister. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Tom Hanks plays Josh Baskin, Robert Loja as, nah. as McMillan, who, by the way, my favorite role of his is Frank Lopez from Scarface. No, over the top. 
<laughs> he is good at over the top. He's good at everything. Oh, Lincoln Hawk, you son of a Lincoln Hawk. Don't you run your truck into my mansion. And then Elizabeth Perkins is Susan. I love her. So, yeah, let's talk about this movie. So well, let me tell you what this movie's about. Molestation. You know. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to make fun of me. Josh Baskin would do anything to be big to hang out with his crush at the carnival. He finds a Zoltar machine and wishes that he was big. After Zoltar tells him his wish is granted, Josh notices the machine is unplugged. He wakes up the next morning in an adult's body, but he still has the same personality. With help from his best friend, Billy, Josh learns how to act like a grown-up. But as he gets a girlfriend and a fun job, he doesn't want to be a kid again. Will Josh stay big or become a 13-year-old boy again? Yes, I understand it's a little bit weird that my favorite couple is technically a 13-year-old boy and a 30-year-old woman. That don't stay together. I understand. Hear me out on this. There is an element to their love for each other. It just reminds me of like my first crush, my first girlfriend. There's this like really beautiful innocence that takes place. So first of all, when he he's now big, he's Tom Hanks. He's applying for a job. Susan walks in, leans over the desk and is yelling at the guy who was doing the interview. And you can see Tom Hanks, who does an incredible job in this movie, yeah, acting like a 13-year-old boy. And he's like looking at her butt, looking up and down her legs, <laughs> yeah. like acting like a 13-year-old boy would act. And as Tom Hanks progresses through this movie, remember I told you about my whole thing about unapologetically being who you are? Yeah. Right? Lloyd Dobler, unapologetically, is who he is. He changed it a little bit. How so? He, like, takes off the masculinity. Like, remember when he goes through his masculinity part, and then he's like, okay, I'm really going to be open and try this one more time. No, I totally disagree. Okay. So his his masculinity is an aberration. He's always Lloyd Dobler. He gets crushed and hurt, and he tiptoes into the masculinity for a hot second and then bails on it. I mean, I don't want to debunk you, but you're totally wrong on this. But that's okay. I still love you. Um, so, so talk about this 13-year-old. So the 13-year-old. Stop calling him a 13-year-old. The reason I love this is that all of the reasons in relationships we do things, like we try to put on this facade, we try to impress, we try to act like we're not going to get hurt, act like things don't bother us, pretend that we're bigger, stronger, tougher, more wonderful than we are. Bigger, you said it. <laughs> Older. Oh, yeah, key on the word. Josh Baskin is just, he's a 13-year-old boy. And the innocence and beauty of that takes Susan, who is the cynical, awful, dating Paul, who's the worst. And Paul is everything that Baskin's not. He is that, you know, lost his innocence. Yeah, he's just a jerk, right? And throughout this, the, the innocence of their first date, you want to spend the night? Oh, yeah, sure. But I call top and they're on the bunks and he gives her Trampoline. The, he gives her the ring, the compass, to, so, uh, the glow in the dark compass. So you're never lost. And she lays in bed and you can see this just like smile on her face of a 13 year old girl. It takes her back to when she was younger into this more innocent place. And I really love their relationship because it just reminds you of those moments where you're teetering from childhood to adulthood and you have adult feelings and you're processing it with like a prepubescent brain. But the reason I love their relationship is it reminds me about all the wonderful things about being in love. Being in love is about like the newness of it and the trust and the innocent and no walls being put up. And that's what this is. It's just two people falling in love with each other and then her realizing that he's 13. <laughs> So, yes, I understand there's a weird twist at the end. I know this is super odd, but they're my favorite couple from an 80s movie, like unquestionably. So when you thought of this, when we got this topic, did this immediately come to your head? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Because uh, it's just like, it's so cute. Their whole relationship was like adorable to me. But it's based on a lie. It's based on a lie. He didn't lie. He told her the truth. He didn't tell her he was a 13-year-old boy. Well, he, she would have thrown him away, locked away the key. <laughs> I kill the gophers. I think they'll lock me up and throw away the key. I like Elizabeth Perkins better in uh, about last night. Max, Her and Belushi. Come on, that's a couple. Come on, <laughs> that's okay. I, I accept that we don't see eye to eye on this. I, I it's okay. How can you? At the end of this, 
when he goes back to the to the Zoltar. Yep. And she finally realizes that he's not lying. It clicks. And he makes the wish. And she drives him back home and kisses him on the forehead. She says, look him up in a few years, right? Yeah, 10 years. Do you she, think they got back together? I hope so. <laughs> I hope not. I'll tell you what, though. That kid's got something. I mean, there's some unrepairable damage that was done to him for sure. Even the video. Yeah, that's the part of love. Even, psychological damage. And I, I, I have to be careful. I, I don't want to do what I accused you of doing, which is being so in love with the movie that I allow that to. Because I love this movie. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. But, like, I'll make it personal, okay? I am just back. I am. When I was 13, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. the lunch lady. Oh man, slop and Joe's, slop, slop and Joe's. <laughs> My first love, it was like it was rough because you know me, I'm over emotional, I get attached, and it did not end. It did not end that well. That being said, the biggest reason that it was stingy and painful, stingy, stingy, and not <laughs> the reason I got boo boos and it was not good. No one could kiss them for me. Nobody, like, it, it, it was really Jones. rough. It was really rough. <laughs> it's because of my absurd need to be tough, be a man. Don't, how could this happen to me? Like this facade <laughs> crap. Okay. So between Lloyd Dobler and Josh Baskin, like that's what I wanted to be. I just wanted to be a kid who like rolled with the punches and healed instead of someone who acted a little bit, maybe, maybe crazy during that period of time in my life there's a lot to unravel with your picks there's a lot <laughs> usually i'm the one where everyone's like what is going on you're this one you i knew what i was stepping into and i said big i knew it i knew you'd be like oh your whole 13 year old listen mad martigan is a <laughs> is a romantic guy who got drugged into loving somebody <laughs> whatever my brownies my kevin pollock <laughs> who's your kevin pollock <laughs> happy valentine's day trish i love you <laughs> You're very tolerable. All right. All right. All right, Max. This is why we don't do love episodes. You're up. What do you got, buddy? I went with the all time banger when Harry met Sally. That's lazy. No, it's You're not. You lazy. have to put it in. And this is why I'm not. I tell you, Billy Crystal's favorite role for me is the Princess Bride. Is I'm like one of the six people on earth that I like when Harry met Sally, but it just doesn't do it for me. You're all about dialogue. Yeah. I, have to, I have to remember that. Like you have a passion for dialogue. I listen to movies. Yeah, but you draw chemistry from verbal cues. Well, 98% of life is verbal cues. But the reason I love Tom Hanks, go back and watch Big yeah. sometime this week. When they're first making out, she takes her shirt off and he like turns the light back on. And the way he <laughs> looks at her, like it's really cool. Okay. But like, I get it. I get yeah. it. You're a dialogue guy. I'm a West, you're like West Wing. I bet you love West Wing. I do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Jew from the Northeast. I I'm need Jew from I the need Northeast. Snappy. Yes, yes, yes. Go <laughs> yeah. ahead. When Harry met Sally, Max, wrap it up. Birth of the Modern Rom Com, 1989. Rob Reiner directed. Two shout outs for him. Two shout outs to yeah. Rob Reiner. Nor Efron wrote this, who's the master of the romantic comedy Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. The plot is Harry and Sally have known each other for years and are very good friends, but they fear a romance would ruin their friendship. This was really the first time over like a 12 year period you kind of documented these two people circling each other and also being in each other's lives and will they, won't they kind of happened over a really long period of time. And that was the central focus of the movie. I just thought it was really interesting. So, I mean, Billy Crystal plays Harry and uh, obviously Meg Ryan plays Sally. And I love her hair in this movie, by the way. It's fantastic. It's the most 80s hair. She's poofy. She's wearing like bowler hats and weird vests. It's like, it's just locked in 80s New York. I guess Albert Brooks, Tom Hanks turned down this role. Keaton was offered it. Jeff Bridges. Oh, Keaton would have been great. Keaton would have been good. Harrison Ford. Ford, Bill Murray was considered. Bill Murray would have been good. Ford wouldn't have been good. No. He couldn't have played the funny parts as well. No. And I guess it's based on Rob Reiner's post-divorce experiences. So it feels real. Mm -hmm. And he actually met his current wife while filming this movie. Oh, so kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I think this is why I love the movie the most. Nora Ephron based Harry and Sally's relationship 
on Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner's actual interactions with each oh, other. Oh, that's funny. As best friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know how when they're on the phone and they're watching cable together and making yeah, yeah. fun of stuff? Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner would do that every night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it, maybe it's because it's like a bro ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? More than, <laughs> than it is anything else. That's like, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, they're both intelligent, successful people. Neither of them were 13, so you're apparently <laughs> one up on me right now. <laughs> I'm way up. They're successful people. They don't even say what they do. I think uh, Sally's a journalist and or a political consultant, and they just live well, and all they can do is focus and analyze their relationships. And I love when they're talking about the friendship between men and women, heartbreak, nervousness about falling in love, how exes can destroy you. It feels very like if Seinfeld was a little bit more serious. This is a very Seinfeldish yeah. movie. Seinfeld was influenced by this. Yeah. There's no way yeah, yeah. that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, and I just adore both of them. So Sally with her food ordering, like the heated apple pie with strawberry ice cream on the side or real whipped cream, not from the can. Like, See, you really, it's interesting, like you love the individual characters. Yeah. It almost seems like the relationship is a second thought for you. Well, what is a relationship but two characters that you enjoy? I know, I, I, I just, for me, it's like the singularity of the couple is what I look for. No, I want two, indi- like. I know. I'm not saying you're wrong. The way I see it is two individuals that decide to go on the same path. You know, you sound like someone who's not married. I am. (laughs) You're you're in the honeymoon phase still where like you could go like a month without seeing Selena and you guys do your thing independently. Well, actually, so Selena's moving in in a year and a half. Ooh. In a year. Wait, you are a year and a half away from her moving in? 13 months. Yeah. (laughs) Who plans out like that? Well, so we're redoing the basement to have her own kind of bedroom, bathroom, and kind of like her own living room. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she can have her space. I can have mine. So it's like we live weirdly. Yeah, this is, is she also a psychic medium and, <laughs> and you're going to be touching things to see where they came from? Yeah, it sounds fun. I want you to watch Vibes with her. Go watch Vibes with her and see uh, what she she'll thinks. She'll watch Vibes. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Oh, Max. All right, look, I think what we learned today is that you and I define love very differently. And Seriously. Maybe I'm a little bit the one who's weird on this and you're we the normal double one. Dated. Yeah, that would be weird. We should do it. I don't know. I feel like the two of us together are a lot. <laughs> It'd be a lot for them to deal with. I think they'd be good. We'll give it a shot. They chose us. Yeah, that's true. Shame on them. That's yeah. what I would say. Max, <laughs> quick re- quick recap. Give me your five. I got The Legend of Billie Jean. I got Coming to America. Bull Durham. I got Vibes, the most important movie of the 20th century. And I got When Harry Met Sally. All right. I've got uh, Willow, Mad Mortigan, and Sorsha. <laughs> I've got Raiders of the Os- Raiders of the Lost. I've got Raiders of the Lost. I can't even say it because like I'm laughing because I'm laughing from Willow because you're still laughing from Matt Martigan. I've got Raiders of the Lost Ark, Marion and Indy. I've got The Princess Bride, Wesley and Buttercup. I've got Say Anything, Lloyd Dobler and uh, Diane Court. And I've got Big, Josh Baskin and uh, Susan. <laughs> controversial. It's not controversial. <laughs> Don't make me feel like a weirdo. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to put a poll on Facebook. No, there's no poll. No poll on is this, this one. Is this relationship appropriate or defining of love? <laughs> Should this be the number one couple oh, of the that's 80s? Good. That's good. I'm going to put a picture of the young Josh Baskin. You can't suit. put young Baskin up there. In the big suit when he's on. I hate you so much. Much. I hate you. Oh, well, Max, that's a perfect segue for us to go to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is our good friend, Matt Stetson. You can find him on Instagram at Static Rerun. Go check out his page, 80s and 90s memorabilia and photography, Straight Fire. 
He's the best. Nicest guy in the world. He's one of our patrons. I think he's a maverick, if I'm not mistaken. He, is. he has been so supportive of us from the get-go. Well, it, his site rules, too. His, I was say, his Instagram page is fantastic. If you like 80s, 90s memorabilia, go pay him a visit. Follow him. You want to see, like, ouch like, bubblegum yeah. and, like, Diet Pepsis with the three lines on it. VHS cassettes. Oh God, old yeah. school cereal. Everything's neon pastel, like, it's pink and, like, blue. I love talented, it. talented guys. Fun dude. And, Max, this is one where I listened to what his pick was before. You don't know what his pick was but i had to leave i'm surprised you actually haven't brought this up there's one movie that you should have immediately said why is that not your top five and you're about to see why mo max uh thank you guys for having me on and uh, allowing me to be part of your conversation today uh before i go on and you know tell you my favorite uh 80s couple i just kind of want to gush a little bit for you guys um those that are listening i these dudes are so incredible uh i started my page uh static rerun you know, it was in April, and Max especially was one of the first dudes that reached out to me and encouraged me, and it made just a huge difference. It allowed me to just keep going and, you know, give me the confidence that I was kind of going in the direction that I wanted to go. I appreciate both of you. You're just, you're huge pillars in the community, and, you know, you make this, this whole thing fun, which it should be fun, you know? We're gushing about, you know, the 80s. I mean, the 80s were great. They were a wonderful time. It was the best decade. It was the best decade. So, yeah, I just, you know, I appreciate both of you. And if you guys aren't following them on Patreon, supporting them on Patreon, you need to get over there and do that. Because not only do you get access to them, but you get to be part of the community. And it's just a great community. You know, you get to speak to all of us. You'll get to speak to me. So, yeah. But anyway, you know, I digress. Uh, so, getting to um, my favorite 80s couple. You know, I kind of struggled with this one because I was a big fan. I'm a big fan of romantic comedies, especially from the 80s. You know, I went back and forth. I, I thought about doing Her When Harry Met Sally. Love that movie, but it's a little, eh, you know. So I, you know, I landed on Some Kind of Wonderful. It's a 1987 classic. Uh, came from the mind of uh, John Hughes, who wrote it, and uh, it was directed by Her Howard Deutsch. Uh, but yeah, so we follow, uh, you know, two two friends, Keith Nelson and uh, Watts. Watts is uh, played by uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, and Keith is played by Eric Stoltz. But uh, yeah, these two two friends are you know kind of rejects um, rejects of the school, live on the wrong side of the tracks, and uh, we see that Keith is just absolutely obsessed with Amanda Jones, who's played by the gorgeous Leah Thompson. And I'm telling you, she's a knockout in this movie. If you've seen it, locker room scene, amazing. Anyway, Amanda's going with this schmuck of a guy, Hardy who's played by Craig, Craig Schuffer. Um, anyway, so we, we see that Keith is just absolutely obsessed the whole time we're going through, you know, he's trying to plan this big date that he ends up spending his whole college uh, savings on. And in the background, we see that uh, Watts, his best friend is absolutely devastated. She wants to be with him so bad. Um, and it's, you know, she goes and does all these tricks to try to get him, make him jealous. They never work because he's a man and he just, you know, he doesn't notice anything. But we get to the end and he realizes, you know, this Amanda girl, she, he's, she's not who she seemed to be in the background and Watts finally catches his eye. And we get to the end and he chases her down and pours his heart out to her and gives her a pair of uh, earrings that he intended to give Amanda. And then, um, you know, she happily accepts, puts the earrings on, and then the one of the most famous lines in my mind, he says to her, you look good wearing my future. And I just, you know, it's such a good movie. It's so heartfelt. It's not, like, very mainstream. I don't think a lot of people really talk about it too much. But if you haven't seen it, go see it. Pop in the VHS. 
pop in a DVD. I think it's on uh, Hulu right now, so give it a shot. Um, but yeah, anyway, I appreciate both of you. Thank you so much. Those that are listening, if you don't mind, just run over to uh, Instagram and follow me at Static Rerun. I do uh, retro content, uh, 80s, 90s photography. And yeah, I appreciate uh, both of you guys. Max, Mo, have a great day. Oh, he nailed it. Yeah. I mean, you, you know how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Mary Stuart Masterson and Elizabeth Shue are my two biggest <laughs> 80s movie crushes, like hands down. In one movie. Yeah. And in one movie. Oh, sorry. Leah Thompson. Yeah. I, I, sorry. I was like, I was like, what, what <laughs> glorious <laughs> movie are they in? This is incredible. You see vibes too? No. Yeah. <laughs> the vibing. God, vibes too. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> this is my number one favorite. I wouldn't even call it a rom-com though. It's, I mean, is Coming it a rom-com story? I, it, John Hughes movie? Teen, teen angst, you know, yeah. film, whatever. It's, it's my favorite in that genre. I like it more than 16 candles. So why didn't you put I, it in there? Because he did it. Oh I, yeah. What do you mean? Why? I, I got it. <laughs> Do you do you have it? God bless America. Sorry, you're so complimentary. I'm gonna start saying I'm gonna start saying God bless America. Heck yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, aside from the incredibly kind things he said, which we appreciate, his pick is a hundred percent accurate. Oh yeah. I, the relationship between those two in this movie. That's one that feels like it'll last. Yeah, and, and it's the whole time you know that she's in love with him. Uh it's a great pick. Cannot thank you enough, Matt, for hopping on. And again, please check him out at Static Rerun. Max. That uh, wraps her up. Yeah. Uh, outside of apparently me being a weirdo for thinking <laughs> that a 13-year-old in a relationship with a 30-year-old is not a weird thing, I think this went well. Yeah. Love is in the air. I got to see a new side of you. A weird side, yeah. I guess. What do you got going on for Valentine's Day? What's your plan? Uh, it's the day after the Super Bowl, so she knows that we're not going to see each other for a few days. Why? I'm just joking. <laughs> I was like, you're like the least like, no, no. even if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. No, we do this fun thing for the Super Bowl. We get a whiteboard and we make dollar bets on like, will it be a Skittles commercial next or a Lexus commercial? And like, you know, you, we, and, you and Selena do this? Uh, like with like 10 other people. From oh, the okay. Bar all right. right. I was like, it's kind of weird to do a whole dry erase <laughs> board just for the two of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I buy them from Amazon and then I return them the next day. That's something you shouldn't say publicly, <laughs> but whatever. It's whatever scam you want to run. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's defective. That's cool. No, you're good. You're but good. No, we're going to a nice dinner. I got her some nice stuff. Oh, look at yeah, you. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I'm still in love. All right. Well, yep, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like, but it sounds <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I don't even know the last time that Trish and I celebrated Valentine's Day together. Do you, I picture you guys like eating a box of heart chocolates. Like, yeah. Slumped over. That sounds on good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting, going to bed early. My in-laws probably do more fun stuff than we do, but uh, I will at a minimum wake up and tell my wife I love her. Yeah. Make her a brisket. Hey, well, there you brisket mo. Yeah. That's a throwback for anyone looking for an Easter egg. That's uh, season one, episode two. That's episode one, I think. Oh, my Lord. Max, uh, great episode. And how would you like to close out this lovey-dovey episode? I love you, Mo. <laughs> how do I top that? Wow. Way to say it back. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. I love you, too. I know how I want to end it. Are you ready? Sure. I gotta, I'm gonna ask sure. you. I'm gonna ask you a question. You ready? You are standing in the cavern of the evil wizard. All around you are carcasses of slain ice dwarves. What do you do? Kiss someone 17 years older know. than me. I don't know. Melt wizard. Say melt wizard. <laughs> melt wizards. What do you want to melt him with? Love. No. You gotta throw the thermal pod. Okay. <laughs> God. Have a good night, Max. Have a good night. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.